welcome to the Wellness Hustle Podcast. I'm Kirsty Taylor, your host, a writer, a storyteller, and a wanderer of life. I struggled so much in the past, and it wasn't until I started to focus on myself that I saw true change and really started living my life. This podcast is aimed to help you realize that this whole work hard, play hard mantra bullshit has not been cutting it. We need to focus on what truly matters. Think of this podcast as a tool for finally hustling for yourself. So let's shift our focus from the external to the internal, because in the end, you deserve it. Hello again, guys. It's another episode of The Wellness Hustle. This week is all about confidence, which, I mean, really, we kind of all struggle with. I know I do. Actually, I got a really good piece of advice from, like, my brother's ex-girlfriend that he gave this advice to, which was kind of fake it until you make it. I'm not sure if that works too well, but my guest this week had a bit more insight and a bit better tips towards gaining some confidence in yourself and working towards that. This week has been really busy, but I wrote a couple of articles in Medium that I'm pretty proud of, one talking about the idea of being single and the side effects of being single and choosing to stay single. It talks a lot about, you know, finding yourself, getting more comfortable with yourself, having the bed all to yourself, not having to share it, silly things like that. But really, it's just the idea that if you find yourself constantly in relationships, that maybe you deserve some time to slow down and really look inward and get more comfortable with being alone. Because sometimes, We just get into back-to-back relationships and don't really take the time to feel comfortable with ourselves, and that's really important. I know I am no saint in this. I have been in back-to-back relationships basically since I was 16, so this whole time of being single and deciding to like stay single for an entire year, well, it was initially six months, but had I stopped at six months, uh, I don't think I would have gained everything I had had it gone the entire year. I gained so much insight into myself and gained so much confidence and self-love in these past six months. So yeah, there's a great little article about that. I can link it in the show notes. For this week, I brought on a really awesome person. Her name is Chantelle Anderson, and she's a confidence coach. So Chantelle's whole story is she's a Vanderbilt alum. She was in the WNBA, and she's actually a basketball hall of famer pretty cool. This is my first athlete. Oh no, Caleb was an athlete. This is my second athlete. (laughs) Uh, And so now the work that Chantel does is she is a confidence coach and she founded this program called Confidently His. It's a platform that teaches women to overcome the cost of insecurity, build the skill of confidence, and apply practical techniques to live confidently into their calling. And she goes more into a lot of those terms that I just used during the interview. So you'll get a better understanding of what she does. Chantelle has taught her confidence techniques to huge companies like Google and ESPNW and has spoken about her relationship between confidence and faith at various churches from Los Angeles to London. She is a really, really, really awesome person and I'm so excited that I got to interview her. She shed a lot of light on why people lack confidence and how to be able to gain it in everyday life and yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. These are the type of people I really love. She basically did all the work herself and then flipped it around and started teaching people how to do it 
for themselves. It was a really great convo. Let's get into it. Before I jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to talk about the sponsor for this week. It is an amazing company called Tushy. And the name kind of speaks for itself because what it is is a very easy to install bidet. Now, this sounds very taboo because people normally don't talk about bathroom stuff, but let's be real, guys. People use these things all over the world, and we are the ones that are wiping our butts with dry toilet paper. I mean, think about it. If you were to get pooped on by a bird, would you wipe it off with toilet paper? I don't think so. And besides, toilet paper is extremely damaging to the environment and takes gallons and gallons and gallons of water to be able to produce. So, instead... You can use Tushy as a little bidet that attaches to your toilet. It's kind of like a clip and it's super easy to install and it sprays water onto your butt and it's not from the water that's in your toilet bowl. It's the water that's coming directly from your wall that goes into your toothbrush that you brush your teeth with. Anyways, guys, we are behind on the bidet game, pun intended. So if you want to check out Tushy, you can go to hellotushy.com and get 10% off when you use my promo code Kirsty, K-I-R-S-T-I-E. Now let's get on to this week's show. Well, thank you for coming on the Wellness Hustle podcast. I'm here with Chantel Anderson. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. And so you're in Vanna, so you're enjoying the nice sunny weather that we have here. <laughs> yes, it's very sunny. <laughs> yeah, it finally feels like spring is upon us. Rather yeah, than it, was co- it was cold for like a couple weeks now. I was like, what is going on? But yeah, now it's warm. It's yeah, exactly, exactly. We're so spoiled in Southern California, though. Like, cold is 60 degrees. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you just came from Miami. I'm, also, I'm from Florida. All I know is Florida and California. I don't know what cold is. <laughs> right, right. I'm very spoiled. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Can you just give people a little bit of background about how you got into confidence coaching and all the work that you do? Yes, definitely. So I am a former WNBA player. And when I, when my WNBA career was over, I, I had a ton of injuries, didn't get to leave the game as I would have liked, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the case for a lot of athletes. And so after I, left basketball, my confidence crashed. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't know what else I had to offer the world or who else I was besides basketball and a basketball player. Right. And so I made a decision at that point. I said, okay, I've obviously built all of my confidence in what I did and in this little area of life, because when that area was taken away, I had zero confidence. So Mm -hmm. this time I'm going to build my confidence in who I am, period, instead of what I do. Because if we build the confidence in who we are, then we can take it anywhere to what we do, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, how do I do this? So I spent about a year and I did all of this. I did research. I did all of the self-work. Like I asked all of the hard questions and I listened to my answers and I just really worked on it. And it worked. (laughs) So I kind of just in becoming a confidence coach, people started noticing and I said, okay, well, if this worked for me, I can reverse engineer my own process and teach others. And so I started doing that. Right. It just 
kind of took off. <laughs> right. I feel like that probably happens for a lot of athletes. Like I've heard of that before. Like oh, yeah. you are so you're giving your all to the sport and that's what you know. And that's kind of your identity. And then when it's done, which it's eventually done for everyone, it's like, whoa, yeah. where am I? Yeah, I've heard that a lot before. Have you encountered any other athletes that are like kind of in the same position as you were? Oh, heck yeah. Like yeah. It's one of the things that nobody really talks about. Yeah. It's because we've been at the top of our game and we've been we've been excellent. If you think of pro athletes, we are the 1% in our field, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. and so we've been that for our whole lives and then all of a sudden you walk away from what you were great at and you're like what the heck you know right. for the longest time I signed my name with my number and even still oh. I go when I go to like when I sell my book and I go to uh, to autograph it sometimes I even have to stop myself from writing my number so it's uh-huh. so much in our identity and then we walk away and other people don't know who we are apart mm-hmm. from that we don't know who we are and so yeah it's definitely something that every Every single athlete I've ever talked to about this has gone through it and has still yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. How did it feel to go from just getting out of the NBA to really having to take on all the obstacles and like the deeper stuff? How was that process yeah. for you? That's a that's a really good question. So I started out as a child like very insecure. I was very insecure okay. in high school. I'm six foot six. Um, so I'm super tall. I was very athletic, but um, I wasn't like your average, your typical definition of a pretty girl, right? I was an athlete, I was tomboy, I was all that. So I was not confident to begin with. Um, I had to work through a lot of issues. Then I built my confidence in, in basketball, but I still wasn't the most confident person. And so this mm-hmm. has been kind of an evolution over my whole life. Um, I would say that This has, uh, my confidence has grown by me just being able to go after what I want, me Mm -hmm. caring less about what people think (laughs) uh, about what I'm doing, uh, me getting over perfectionism and helping stop, that doesn't stand in my way as much anymore. Now, I still have to fight it every day. And that's the thing is confidence is never an arrival point. It's never like, whoa, I'm confident and now I never have to do anything else. Confidence is definitely a journey and a process. And so one of the things I talk about is um, instead of the difference between feeling confident and living confidently, feeling confident is, okay, I feel like I can do anything. I can go out there and do this and this and this, (laughs) excuse me. And it's a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. But living confidently is basing your action on what you know instead of the way you feel. So if you know that you're good at something, then living confidently would be to act on that knowledge instead of acting on that feeling of, oh, I suck at this, right? Or right. if you fundamentally know you're pretty or believe that you are pretty, right? I'm going to act like I'm pretty in this situation because I'm going to go off what I know instead of um, what I feel in this moment. So yeah. that's the difference in, you know, feeling confident and living confidently. And what this journey has allowed me to do is live confidently way more often, even when I don't feel like that. Mm -hmm. So why do you think people develop this idea that I guess not develop, they lose their confidence? Because I mean, if you go into like a room of kindergartners and you're like, who wants to come up and draw? They're like, me, me, me. And then like (laughs) third or fourth grade and you're like, who wants to come up and draw? And everyone's like, 
maybe two or three people are like, Neh. have you ever considered or think about like what happens and why that happens for people? Yeah, for sure. Um, we were all born confident, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you said, in kindergarten, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm me. And I, I was, I read some research the other day. Um, I can't remember which article or which journal it was in, but uh, it said that we are, are most ourselves when we're five years old. That is the time Beautiful. when true. we are most genuinely ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And so from five years old, something happens after five years old where we are now conscious of the world and other people's perception of us mm-hmm. and how that impacts what we do, right? right? And so from that time, we get hurt by other people. We get rejected by other people. We, um, we fail. We fall down. And but we don't just fall down and skin our knee. We fall down emotionally. Mm-hmm. And at that point we realize that that hurts and we go into self-preservation mode where we're like, no, 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 I don't want to get rejected. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get any of these things. And so from then on, we start building these defenses and all of a sudden we learn how not to be confident. Mm-hmm. And so building your confidence is about a process of, going back and being like, okay, what ruined my confidence? Mm-hmm. And then asking yourself the hard questions, building confidence is a total inside job. <laughs> it's right. Asking yourself the hard questions, listening mm-hmm. to those answers, and then taking action to repair or rebuild those things that broke your confidence in the first place, or just move on from them and forgive and not forgive and forget, but forgive and move on. Right, right. So what are some of the hard questions that someone could ask themselves when trying to repair their confidence? Yeah, for sure. Um, So one of the things I talk a lot about is fear, because Mm -hmm. fear stops all of us. We stand in our way way more often than anyone else would ever think. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it is because of fear. And Mm -hmm. so in um, combating fear, one of the things I ask myself is, number one, am I afraid? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we know what we should be doing and we're not doing it. And we even want to be doing it, but we're not doing it. Anytime that happens, you're probably afraid of something. Right. So the first step is realizing, wow, I'm afraid right now. Mm -hmm. This fear that is standing in my way. And then I ask, okay, so if I'm afraid, then what exactly am I afraid of? Am I afraid of failing? Am I afraid of what they think? Am I afraid uh, that I won't be able to do this? Am I afraid, you know, what am I afraid of? Mm-hmm. A lot of times for me, personally, it is, I'm afraid of what they think, right? Right. And so that's my default. It's like, I'm afraid of what they think, or I'm afraid of failing, which, why are you afraid of failing? Well, I'm afraid of what they will think when I fail. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay, great. So who are they? Really? Because a lot of times they are just an arbitrary you know, person without a face or a name, they're just an ambiguous person that's just out there, right? Uh, and it's like, okay, who am I really trying to impress here? And that that stops me in my tracks a lot because mm-hmm. if I'm trying to, why am I trying to impress people that don't have names and or faces? Right. Aren't paying my bills that have no impact on my life whatsoever, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to get out of that. Um, So those are some of the questions that I ask. Uh, Another one is what happens if I don't do it versus what happens if 
I do do it and it's successful. And jumping into full-time entrepreneurship, this question was a game changer because I was in full-time sales and I was like, okay, so if I don't go in and become an entrepreneur, I'm going to wonder if I could have done it my whole entire life. I'm going to have to live with that what if. And I'm also going to have to work for somebody else for the rest of my life, which I didn't want to do, right? If I don't do it. Okay, Mm -hmm. if I do do it, and it works, then it'll be awesome. And I'll have freedom. I'll have time freedom, location freedom, everything I want, right? Um, And I'll be able to live my vision. If I do it and it doesn't work, then I will have to work for somebody for the rest of my life. But at least I get to live without that what if feeling. Exactly. That's such a good point. Yes. And so that helped me beat the fear and get out of my own way to do what I wanted to do. So those are just a few of the questions that I ask myself and I teach my clients to ask themselves and kind of walk through that process with them. Yeah, I think the what if question is invaluable. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because I mean, when so I traveled for a bit when I graduated college. And of course, my dad was like, no, you should get a job or a career (laughs) job. I I mean, I had jobs. I had to fund myself at random jobs. But he was like, no, you should start your career. And then one of his best friends was like, you should travel because I wish I had when I was younger. And I hear this from older people all the time. They always say, I wish I had done this with my life. I wish I had gone here. I wish I had tried this career opportunity. I wish I had done this. And it's like, yeah, yeah we have the power. We have that knowledge from the, our older generations to be like, hey, like, I wish I had done this. You should do it now. And that what if feeling, it would, would just be really sad yeah. or, or later in life. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I got so sick of living with the, what if I want to, but, you know, right. oh my gosh, can I do that? Just wondering, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I need to stop living my life through fear instead of hope, through fear instead of faith. And so uh, too many people get to that point in their life and they're, they have all these regrets. Let's just live that life now. And exactly. In, Right. In order to do that, we have to get out of our own way. We have to build the confidence to do that. Right. Right. Was there any really big point where you were like, you finally just got over fear and you're like, wow, I could do this. Like I can keep overcoming this fear. People, just like I said earlier, that there's no point where you're ever going to be confident and just be like, okay, that's it. I'm confident right. Your kid, right? There is never a point where you're going to be like, I'm fearless. anybody anybody who tells you they're fearless is lying I don't care who they are right I don't care what they've done I don't care who they are they're lying right Mm -hmm. the difference is some people allow fear to stand in their way of doing what they know they should do and what they want to do and other people feel feel the fear embrace it fight it and do it anyway Right. For example, I, I'm a speaker now. I'm a full-time speaker. And uh, I, was speak, I spoke at Google about two weeks ago. Wow. And <laughs> anytime I walk on stage, I get those butterflies in my stomach, just like before every game I ever played in the WNBA, right? I have these butterflies yeah. in my stomach, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I was scared. Like, driving up, I was feeling nervous. I was feeling fear, like, what if I fail? What if I, this is Google here. Like, what if I fall on my face? What if I trip on stage? <laughs> right. All these things, right? Everything. <laughs> you have to feel it, but then you have to 
contradict it. And that's one of the things um, I teach people about a fear resume, right? And my, my one of my clients called this a courage resume, and I actually like that that uh, name better. But I every time I feel fear, I remember the last time I felt scared, did it anyway, and it turned out well. Mm. It turned out better than expected. Because if you think about it, what fear is? It's fear is assuming the worst in the worst outcome in a situation. Right. right? You're scared mm-hmm. because you're assuming the worst. But when was the last time I was afraid? I did it anyway, and it turned out great. I'm going to put that on my courage resume mm-hmm. so that the next time I'm feeling scared, I can use that as evidence that my fear is lying to me, and right. I can use that past victory over fear to help me beat fear again. Wow, I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's so important. And so actually, in my phone right now, <laughs> I have a list that if – I've kind of trained myself to do it naturally now, so I don't have to go look at it anymore. But I have a list of times that I've specifically overcome fear where I was afraid I did it anyway and it turned out amazing. Mm-hmm. Then I can go back to and be like, nope, you're lying to yourself. You can right. do this. Yeah. And then I walk on stage and I kill it. And I'm like, oh, that's going, that's going. I love that. I love that. Speaking of your talks, um, I watched some of your TED talks and you mentioned something in them called a uh, cost of insecurity. Do you want to yeah. dive a little bit more into that? What that is? Yes. So the cost of insecurity is exactly what it sounds like. It's how much is your insecurity costing you, but <laughs> we don't think about it a lot of times in that. So I, uh, like I said, I was in sales before I got into being a confidence coach full time And one time I went to this huge hospital and it was a hospital in my territory. I sold medical device sales. I was in medical device sales. So I sold medical devices into hospitals. So my Mm -hmm. job was to go into hospitals and pitch them on this product. So I had this huge hospital in my territory. I drove up to it. I sat in the parking lot for like 30 minutes and I couldn't get the courage to go in. And I turned around and drove right back home. Right. And I was like, ah, fail. Right. And uh, over the next few months, I got in the courage to finally go in there, but I didn't really go after it like I knew that I could have and that I should have. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. About six months later, that hospital ended up spending over two million dollars on exactly what I was selling. <sighs> so that commission. Wow. That commission check would have been crazy, right? So I had a very clear picture of what my fear had cost me Mm -hmm. in that number of what I had made, what I would have made on that deal. Mm -hmm. And and now somebody can say, well, what if you wouldn't, what if you would have went after it and you wouldn't have gotten it? Well, that's the risk we all take, Mm -hmm. but you never know. You have to live with that what if. And so a lot of times it's a soft cost, but sometimes it's an actual cost. So the fear of insecurity or the cost of insecurity, it's that relationship you didn't go after because you were scared that it wouldn't turn out. It's that job you didn't apply for because you didn't think that you met all the qualifications, even though you met most of them. Mm-hmm. It's that time you didn't speak up that may have gotten you that raise. It's that promotion you didn't ask for, even though you deserved it, right? Mm-hmm. It's Anything we pay or we sacrifice because of our insecurity instead of living confidently is our cost of insecurity. 
And if we look at it as a cost and a return on investment, then anything we have to do in order to build our confidence is worth it because we're already paying it to our insecurity. Right, right. I love that. That's that's such a good uh, phrase to have to teach people. So. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like sometimes maybe we should give a little bit less power to failure. Is it the worst thing in life to fail? Maybe sometimes maybe sometimes we need to and just to like get it out of the way. It's cool, like there it is. And it's like the more that you I'm not saying you're gonna fail at everything, but it's just it's not you learn a lot from failure. You can always try again and you become a little bit more desensitized to it. I know like my most confident friends are the ones that walk into a room and just can do whatever. Someone says no to them. They're just like, whatever. It's not even a failure in their mind. It's just what happens, you know? And I feel like maybe it's becoming a little bit more desensitized to it and just giving it less power. Failure. I, I completely agree with you. There are two phrases that I tell myself all the time. One mm-hmm. is to fail fast and the other is grace yeah. and gratitude. So... Yeah. And we talked about basketball earlier. I always use this example where when I was, my coach was teaching me a new move. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's brand new. I've never done it before. I don't know how to do it. So he would throw me the ball. I would do it. I would mess it up. I'd get the ball, throw it back to him, be like, ball, right? He'd throw it back to me. I'd do it again, mess it up, ball. And I'd keep, we keep doing it over and over, rep, 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 rep. And eventually you're going to do it right. And then you do it right once, but it's still not natural yet. So you throw it back out, you get it again, and you do it over and over and over again until you can do it right and it's natural so that you can do it without thinking about it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what life has to be. You, we have to fail fast. The faster you fail, the faster you get it right. Right. And so thinking about it in terms of reps instead, and reps and learning instead of just failure. Mm-hmm. Right. So I tell myself to fail fast. And then I say grace and gratitude, because if you're going to fail fast, you have to learn how to give yourself some grace. Yeah. I understand. Look, I am just I'm doing the best, the best I can with what I have where I am. Mm-hmm. And just know that that is the case. And I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to give myself grace. And then I'm going to show gratitude for the fact that I can work, the fact that God has given me this vision, the fact that, you know, I'm alive and breathing today, the mm-hmm. fact that I can get up and try again, you know, gratitude for all of these things. And then you put them together and you have living confidently. Yeah, I love that. Fail fast and grace and sorry, gra- what was that? The last grace one? Grace and gratitude. Grace yeah. and gratitude. Yeah, I love that. Those are great. Do you have any good tips for someone in the moment? Say they go into a party or like maybe more business meeting or something. And, you know, a lot of people get nervous to speak up and say what they want to say. And it's not even like they're scared of necessarily failing. It's just some people are scared to speak up or be their authentic selves in that moment when someone's, you know, paralyzed with fear. Do you have any good tips for how they can kind of overcome that? Yes. So fear of talking to people, I'll just go back to the fail fast. One of the things I do all the time is I talk to strangers. And when we, when we were younger, our parents put talking to strangers in our mind as something terrible, which Mm -hmm. makes sense because it was for our own safety. right? Right. But as we grow up, as we get older, talking to strangers, especially in a public place, isn't really, it's not going to kill us. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And so I talk to strangers often. And one of the things I do, I do it in passing or like in Starbucks, even in airports. I talk to strangers in airports or on the airplane. And if you think about it, it doesn't take a lot of social capital or it doesn't take a lot of risk to do it in those settings because you're probably never going to see that person again. So exactly. yeah. especially in a place like LA, listen, yeah. <laughs> right? So you practice, you practice on kind of like crash test dummies, <laughs> yeah. right? You practice on them. You're, you're kind of gambling with monopoly money because mm-hmm. you're never going to see that person again. They don't affect your life. It doesn't mm-hmm. care if you say that it doesn't matter if you say the dumbest, most embarrassing thing they're going to go on that they may think, oh, that person was stupid, but who cares? You don't, they don't affect your life and you're never going to see them again. Yeah. That way you fail fast in those situations. So then when you walk into a situation, maybe it's a business meeting, maybe it's a social gathering, a networking event, whatever it is, you walk into that situation and you can pull from your fear or courage resume, those times that you've talked to, had those successful conversations and you're like, oh, I got this, you know, that and is you a still great- might have those butterflies in your stomach. But all of a sudden, you've done it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's such good advice. Such good advice. <laughs> You're right. Like, I mean, well, first off, striking up a conversation with a stranger, who knows? It could also turn out great. Like, you know, you never know who you might yes. meet. There's also that. But yeah, it's like those people, you'll never see them again if you don't want to. <laughs> so right. that's such a good point. It's like fail at that and get used to speaking to people there. And then you can apply it to when it really matters. And you don't have to worry about failing fast in, that, in those situations. Yes. <laughs> you don't necessarily that. want to fail fast always in conversations with your boss. Right? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's such yeah. a good point. All right, cool. So I noticed that you started talking about a new concept, intentional living. Can you kind of dive more into that? Yes. So one of the things I realized in going back through my life is that I always had a purpose for everything I did. Right. right? So I always, as an athlete, you're doing drills, you're uh, getting treatment on your body. You are, you know, you're doing all of these things, but you're doing it for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you have that structure. And then even in business and in sales, I learned that I was applying that same concept as an entrepreneur. It has become a lot more, a lot harder to do that because I have to make my own schedule. I have to set my own objectives. I have to do everything, right? right? It's not a system that's already made. And so I realized I had gotten away from that a little bit away from living intentionally. And Mm -hmm. so what I did was I actually made this journal called design your happy about three years ago. And I went, I, I dug it out. I went back to it and I was like, and I did, it's a system to help you uh, plan out your life so that you can be very intentional and do things on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And so I went back and I did that plan again after building my business because I was like, okay, I built the business that I wanted. What comes next? Like, what the heck am I doing? Right. So I went back and I did that plan and I was like, oh my gosh, mind blown, right? And so it really helps me refocus on doing things intentionally, doing things on purpose, making sure that everything I do is moving me towards where I want to go. Sometimes we wake up and we're like, wait, how the heck did I get here? Right. Right. How did I get so out of shape? How did I, how did I get, how did I get to New Year's Eve and I didn't accomplish anything I wanted to do? 
how did I get so unhappy in my job or in my current relationship? Instead of making sure that every action we're taking is moving us actually towards the place where we want to go. Right, right. So design your happy. Is that something that you like offer to people or it's just a thing that you do yourself? Yeah. So I do it. I do it myself, but Mm -hmm. everything that I do myself, I offer to other people and I teach other people how to, because it's so, again, I've done this my whole life. And so it's just about reverse engineering that whole process and success has a footprint. So if I can help you live a more intentional life, live a more uh, happier, more confident life, then I absolutely want to do that. And so um, I do offer it. It's it's a journal. It's on my website, Confidently His. And I also do uh, individual life design sessions where we right. go super in depth into it. We take like three hours and I will personally walk you through it and just dive into it. So yeah, yeah. totally offer yeah. it. <laughs> Very cool. I love that. Awesome. So I just have a couple of questions that I ask everyone that come onto my podcast. The first one is, what advice would you give your younger self? Ooh, that's a really... Besides be confident. (laughs) I know, right? What advice would I give my younger self? That is a really good question. And I think about this a lot. I would tell her, there's a lot because I was kind of a mess, but I would tell her that everything she hates about herself is what will make her stand out and what will allow her to be successful. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will also tell her that she's enough, period. (laughs) And I would tell her that it's all going to turn out great. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would, the last thing and probably the most important thing I would tell her is to choose God first, choose God above everything else. Yeah. I wish I would have done that earlier. Okay. Yeah. And stuck with your faith and everything. Yeah. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's so, and I I love the first part that you said that the things that make, you said like the things that make her most insecure or that she thinks is the most weird or something is her true gifts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And that's, that's one thing I've noticed as I've gone along about my life. It's like, the things that I hated when I was younger, number one, I love now. And number two, they make me different and stand out wherever I go. And I'm like, yay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That sounds good. And then the other question that I have is, what do you hustle for? What do I hustle for? I hustle for my purpose. I hustle to make sure that I, at the end of my life, I just want to be like, you know what? I walked in purpose every day. I lived an inspired life and I didn't die with my talent buried inside of me. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Especially that last part is that you had something to give the world and you didn't die without sharing it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. There you go. That's very cool. Thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, thank you so much for the work that you do because confidence is just something that everyone can always work on and a lot of people have trouble with and with everything that you went through and having to work through all of that like thank you for sharing your gifts with the world it's honestly beautiful and you're so vibrant and happy and I love it and confident (laughs) I guess it's just the confidence but it's beautiful thank you no I I really appreciate it and I think a lot of us are walking around not feeling confident Mm -hmm. um and, and we're the ones that like don't necessarily, people are not going to look at us and be like, oh, wow, she needs confidence. She's insecure. You know, like you yeah. have your own podcast. I'm an entrepreneur. Like nobody looks at us and is like, oh, you're insecure. 
right? right. But we all feel that way sometimes. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's a passion project of mine. I love it and I appreciate it. And I thank you for the work you do because it oh, is so important. I love your focus on making sure that people are not just hustling for the outer things, but really doing the inside work and hustling inside because whatever you do inside is going to come out. Exactly. So that's so important. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you want to give everyone some information on how they can find you online? Yes, of course. Um, So my favorite platform is Instagram. So you can find me at Miss Chantelle. Um, M-I-S-S-C-H-A-N-T-E-L-L-E, Miss Chantel on Instagram. And then um, my website is confidentlyhis.com. So mm-hmm. if you go to confidentlyhis.com, you will see more information about me. You'll see more information about the confidence um, webinars and confidence workshops that I do. You'll see more design your happy stuff. Yeah, everything you need to know is on confidentlyhis.com. Cool. And that's constantly his H-I-S. Sometimes that's like kind of hard to for oh, yes. hear. Just like, it's not constantly is his. There's an H. <laughs> yes. yes. And then all this will be, of course, in the show notes and everything. And then people can email you there or something if they want to work with you or whatever. Yes, definitely. There's a place where they can um, sign up for my weekly email. I send out confidence and faith tips and like intentional living tips every week. So Mm -hmm. um, they can sign up for that and they can also message me or get a design your happy journal or sign up. Yeah, everything is on there. Okay, awesome. Again, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Of course, anytime. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Hustle podcast. If you want to, you can follow along with me on Instagram. My handle is at wanderwithkirsty, W-A-N-D-E-R with K-I-R-S-T-I-E. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you didn't like. Let me know what you want to hear. It's better than just you listening to my voice all the time. I do want to actually get to know and talk with you guys. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please, please leave me a review. I want to hear what you think, and it really helps other people that want to find my podcast be able to search for it. So until next week, guys, remember, keep choosing yourself, keep hustling for yourself, because in the end, you really do deserve it.